Uh, how y'all doing? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Beard Talk with a Vet. So today your boy working the keyboard is by itself. So uh, I'm going to wait on my, my guests to see if we can do a quick audio check before we go live. And so if they can hear me, you should have your invite to come on on. And uh, we're going to see what happens. All right. So it's going to go a little dark here for a second, but just relax because we're coming on back. All right, I see you. I see you there, Fred. I see uh yeah, you connect. There you go, hot damn. All right. Let's do a little sound check. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I I can hear you. Can you hear oh, me? Okay, there we go. Hot damn. Yeah, I can hear you, bro. <laughs> All, All right. right. I I might know a little something here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. An old dog can learn some new tricks, huh? Hey, how about that, man? See. <laughs> I got I see uh Maurice's uh he entered, so I don't know, Maurice. If you can, did, did he have to go to the uh, the email there, Fred, or how did you get on? Yeah, I went back and hit the email again, and then um, but, oh, but if he telling me hit hit number two, call in, and then down in the bottom right corner, it should be a little phone, like a phone. You hit that hit that okay. phone icon. Look at that, huh? I ain't never had to call in, so he just wanted some too. <laughs> I'll show it. I'll send the picture to the email. Okay, so appreciate that. Appreciate your time, man. I know you got about 32 lives and 19 miles to run today, so I'm going to try to make it quick. Man, I ain't doing nothing today, brother. <laughs> oh, that's, well, that's a first then. Okay, well, I'll see. i take that too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's slow motion. We uh, It was the, the TSP uh, weekend, you know, the <clears throat> oh, conference and all that stuff. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, Krista had told me about that. I replied a little bit too late to get the ticket, so okay. Yeah, yeah, it would it would have been a good one for you, but you know, we can uh we can have another session and we we share what we what we got and all that good stuff. Man, I'm t telling y'all, I'm always game to learn. So shit, you ain't man. I'm waiting on you to hold your own TSP there, brother. So shit. I'm I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working yeah. on it. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, I see uh, Maurice in the house. Maurice, can you hear me, man? Yeah, I see him in there. Okay. Well, you got to hit that know. phone button down in the bottom right corner. <clears throat> I ain't on the phone. Okay. And you got? do you have to have your headphones in or anything? Yeah, I got my headphones uh, okay. on. So maybe, maybe, I think that it said it in the email. You needed the headphones. Okay. All right. Hopefully he should be able to chime in here in a second. I'm running the boards by myself. Let me see. Say so you hit the button, but no one is picking up. Okay. Well, maybe I got an answer. Okay. <clears throat> there we go. Yeah. There we go. Okay. I can hear y'all talking, but I was like, well, I guess I, I better hit that telephone button. Like, like you said. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you said that, I, I see I got a, I guess I'm supposed to answer the phone. For real. <laughs> Damn, I'm learning something new. Well, I, 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 uh, Maurice, I just told Fred, I know y'all busy, man, so I'm going to try to make it quick. I just want to kind of, you know, get you guys on the line and, you know, maybe we can rap a little bit and talk because both of y'all got some dope knowledge and uh, – Kind of been on that kick, man, where I've been trying to want to get back to the hometown and teach people something that they didn't know and something I spent a lot of damn money to learn. So uh, if y'all cool, just get dropping some gems on them and everything, I sure would appreciate that. Ah, right, no problem. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. If, I, if I got something to share, I'll share it. But uh, Maurice, good brother, good to meet you. And uh, I might oh, just man. ask you more questions about this money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now look, Maurice. Uh, now Fred is my brother-in-law. Now there's one thing I know about oh. him: he gonna talk some noise, but he also <laughs> gonna talk money. So, <laughs> that tell y'all, I know that this will be, you know, at least a good conversation amongst us because okay. dope knowledge in the house. So, but um, definitely, man. I guess, I guess, if we can, Fred, if you don't mind starting, man, just kind of run down who you are, what you do, and Maurice, we'll jump to you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Uh, my name is Freddie Taylor. I am the CEO and founder of Urban Intellectuals. Uh, we make it fun and easy to learn Black history. We do that with a series of historical education products designed to write the Black community back into the pages of world history and back into the hearts and the minds of our community. Most people are familiar with our Black History flashcards. Uh, we've sold over like 300,000 decks internationally all around the world and, uh, you know, trending towards 1 million, right? Hopefully, <laughs> ne hopefully next month. But uh, <laughs> Look at it. Uh, and, and, and well, before I get into that, Maurice, I'm going to let you have the floor. Oh, okay, definitely. Well, yeah, Maurice Wilson, uh, founder of Wilson Wealth Management Group, uh, 15 plus years in the business, uh, based in Charlotte, North Carolina, regional uh, outreach Uh Looking to open an office in Nashville and Atlanta in the next three years, and uh, just happy to be on the line. And and, and I, I owe you, Freddie, uh, three purchases to get you closer to that million. I, I got volume one. We worked yes. in volume one, <laughs> so, uh, so I got volume one. And actually, I lost it the first time, so I reordered it, and uh, and so I got volume one. I, I, I didn't even know about the others until I went to your site, so I apologize. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate you, man. So scratch, scratch that. We got 997,000, 997,000, 997 to go. <laughs> now, now, Freddie, I, you know, I, I know your history, so I, I know, I know, I sound crazy. Actually, the same thing, but. For the people that don't know you, you know, and they see you, you, you hustling and you're making these numbers and they feel that you probably jumped overnight. You know, is, is there a story you could tell them how it's not an overnight story to be, you know, to get where you are? Well, you know, well 
you know, uh, to contradict you, it actually was an overnight success story. It was just 20 oh. years in the making. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just took, it took 20, 20 long nights, right? A 20, long, a 20 year night. That's what it was. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, man, I, I've been at this thing for a long time. I'm, I've had two jobs in my life. I had a job in high school and I had a job in college. Uh, so I, I just, I'm not a worker, right, for other people. I like to say now, I say I'm unemployable. Uh, you know, there's, it's just, you know, we burn the boats. Ain't no going back. Uh, but i just been grinding, man, business after business, trying to learn and, and grow each time. Uh, since I graduated, I graduated uh, with my MBA in 2000. And uh, I just been on the hunt uh, to move the decimal, as I love to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, man, it's just a long, slow, arduous process uh, that resulted in that overnight success in you know 2017, when we finally released the flashcards. Um, mm-hmm. But before that, man, it was there's a sea of businesses that's laying by the wayside that, that uh, took off, failed for different reasons. Um, and the, the one crushing blow I'll say I'll share is I used to own a real estate appraisal company. And we finally, you know, got to the six figure mark and all that good stuff and feeling like we're doing something. And then the whole market crashed, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> snatched everything from me, man. It was it was like really disappointing, but it it reminded me of something that I need to be in businesses where I control uh, our growth, right? I control our success uh, to a, to an extent, right? A, right, right? If the internet go down, I'm in trouble, right? Right. right. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, man, just grinding a lesson after lesson. Uh, I've just been taken from each time something went wrong. Um, man, just give you a list, right? So t- I, uh, from 2002, to 2009, I ran the, the real estate appraisal company. I owned a magazine during that time period, a real estate investment magazine. Mm-hmm. I ran a real estate investment networking group here up in, in the Chicago area. Um, I started tinkering with web design back in like 2004 when I needed a website for my uh, my, bi- my business, right? I was like, oh, people, how much? It's like, oh man, I'll just go to the library and get a book, teach myself. And um, <laughs> So I did that, but then when I closed the business in 2009, I opened up, a, I basically started going on the internet as being like an internet marketer, but then eventually I opened up a web design company. I actually still own that company. I'm just not taking any clients. I'm trying to get rid of the current clients that I got. They just, <laughs> they, 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 they just got good service and they stick it around. But um, uh, so about 2014, 2014, I stopped taking clients for that particular business. Uh, and because urban intellectuals started matching my money, I don't know if I'm going too deep into the story. I ain't getting hey man, time. I love that. Yeah, let it rip, let it rip. Yeah. <laughs> so 2015, I, uh, yeah, so 14, I went full time. 15, things started really ticking up. Uh, 17, I introduced the flashcards, uh, and you know, uh, 2018 ish, 19, I introduced our membership program called the Sankofa Club. And, uh, you know, so that, I mean, that was the, that was the overnight success. Those was our 20 years in the, in the come up. Man. See, and I, I like, I like when you tell it because I know a lot of people, they think that, you know, they'll start their business in 2017 and by 2020, they're going to be on a million dollars. You know, and I always tell them, <laughs> tell them, it's a grind, bro. Like, no, it don't, it don't work that way. So to hear you say it, 
you know, it, it kind of drives that home, you know, if they're listening to my to my two viewers that always subscribe anyway. So yeah, they, they need to hear that. <laughs> I think that's that's something really important to remember. But I, I was always touched back in school, and Morris, I'll let you get in, brother. But I was oh, touched no back no in school. I was reading, I was reading something. I can't remember what I was reading. I, I really need to go dig this up. But I heard the phrase that it takes the average millionaire 17 attempts before he makes his first million dollars. And like I I thought about that, right? Because but what really struck me is I said, damn, that means you gotta fail 16 times in a row. You know, if if you was gonna hit the average number, right? That's the average number. So somebody took 30 times, right? 40 times. And I think about our society today. You know, I think about our society, our community, <laughs> you know, we want everything immediate. And it's right. like, it right. 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 Yeah. I, I feel like, um, Maurice, I think me and you hit some of that the other day when we kind of rap a little about mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. kind of want to hit stuff right away. And it don't it don't happen like that. You know, they got to keep being reminded that, no, nah, man, it don't happen. This 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 is a grind. You dig? So. Uh, for you and your business, Maurice, I, 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 if you can explain a little bit more into it, but like, how did you get to where you are now? I think Maurice got a delay on him. Uh. You're there with me, <laughs> you can't hear me. Oh, okay. Not, not. My bad. My bad. Okay. Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I was just saying. I took. Yeah, uh, you can now. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I was joking that I took all 17 of those attempts that, that uh, Freddie was talking about to, to get to where I am. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and let me know if you can't hear me, but um, I, you know, my, I started off as an engineer coming out of Tennessee State University and um, started with uh, Chrysler uh, in Detroit uh, and um, got my master's there. And when I started working with the, in Detroit uh, at Chrysler, I got interested in the world of investments and uh, just kind of followed that interest and turned it into what I wanted to do with my with my life. And, uh, you know, I kind of came in just pursuing a passion. I didn't have any definitive goals. I just knew I didn't want to, you know, be in a cubicle every day, commute to work or park my car in a parking garage. I just wanted to control my time. Um, And so uh, eventually I I decided to expand and, and grow the business. And um, along the way, I started to, to set some uh, definitive uh, financial goals and um, have had a lot of uh, zigzags along the way, uh, things I haven't even shared with, with, with uh, people that work for me. Um, mm. But you, you, you do get, you do get uh, success sometimes snatched <laughs> away from you <laughs> as you get closer. And so, um, so I've experienced that uh, a few times, but... Um, but it, it's the most exhilarating thing I've done. Other people like to travel. I, I just like to build my business. It, it's it's a it's a saga, and um, one that I'm glad I, I uh, embarked on uh, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I can definitely say I'm I'm glad I got I'm glad you embarked on it too because just from our little small <laughs> conversations, there'd be some of the dope knowledge you'd be dropping. I'm like, man, it, it's the reason we friends. So. I'm soaking it all in, but uh, I do want to say I, I know for myself, and I'm not too sure about Freddie, but uh, I'm I'm still kind of new into investing. So I'll, I've been trying to teach some of the people in my hometown who's never been exposed to it at all. 
mm-hmm. some of the ins and outs to investing. And I know that's kind of your area, your area of expertise. So as say I'm a hood person and I'm working minimum wage, I, don't, I shouldn't say hood person, but let's just say I'm a person in the inner city and I'm working minimum wage. Like how, how is that a world I can get into uh, investing in stuff that you're talking about? Definitely, definitely, definitely. We're, we're guided by the goals we set for ourselves and the knowledge that we're aware of in terms of how to get to those goals. Ten years ago, uh, a person from the hood, let's just say that's not a, a, a negative connotation. That's real. You know, right. the hood is, is a place that's designed by our government. I don't want to get conspiratorial here, but, you know. <laughs> okay. So so you, it's a place to get out of, not to survive. It's a place to get out of. So if you need a way out of the hood, you want to set a goal. It can be 100000 That's That's your first base goal. Now, 10 years ago, you couldn't buy Tesla if you was in the hood and making minimum wage. Right. But now right. you can take $5 out of your check and buy Tesla. And this is what we call, and I don't want to use a big term here, but it's called fractional share. So right. somebody listening right now can go to a Robinhood or to Fidelity or to WilsonWealth.com, open up an account, <laughs> you know, and say, Maurice, yes. I, I want to put $5 in Tesla. Hey, market open at 9.30 tomorrow. I got you. You can buy $5. And, and if Tesla doubles this year, that $5 is $10. That's more yeah. money than you would have had if you bought something, you know, to, to, to eat or, right. or use in other ways, if you know what I mean. And so, uh, so the first thing is just setting that goal. And I, I would just set it as $100,000. That's, that's not an arbitrary number. That's what we do for any of our clients, particularly, particularly our, our young clients. And so... First thing, just get started investing. The, the market's going to make money faster than you can, uh, almost with only a few exceptions. NBA athletes, you know, top flight CEOs, urban intellectuals, those companies are going to make money faster than the market. But you know, but, you know, <laughs> but other than that, you know, so I'm not going to run on with that. That's step one for, for me. That's what I would tell your audience, step one. Uh, okay. Open that, open that account. Okay. That- <laughs> And that's what, uh, and pretty much what you just said with uh, Wilson, which is your group, that's yeah. the same as if they're doing it on their own, but that you take the stress away from them by you guys doing that. Is that correct? Definitely, definitely. With us, uh, you know, our mission is to help historically underserved communities build wealth and have careers in financial services. So you come to us, you don't have to be ashamed. Hey, it, it, it's not where you've been, it's where you're going with us. And, and we, right. we treat you as if you coming out of Howard. <laughs> or you coming out of the out, out of the back of Family Dollar, getting off getting off work? We we gonna we gonna help you build wealth. <laughs> you know, so so you don't have to hang. We we the HBCU of wealth building. We gonna take you and build you. So because <laughs> we know what's happening to you, and we are gonna lift you up. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. See that that's why I love having y'all on the phone. But and I and I got some questions for the both of y'all that a few people sent me. But I I just want to say, like I told y'all. I don't look at it as a show. It's like a phone call to me. So, Freddie, I, I would I don't know if you got any questions for Maurice, but if so, the flow is yours. Uh, man. <laughs> look. Uh, so let me let me go. I guess what exactly? So y'all y'all just investing in stocks? That's the um, is is that the the totality of the business? Or is you know, other right now. Building? Yeah, good question. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right now, we do primarily uh, invest in stocks. You know, all, all things that you consider the stock market. We are in the process of, uh, by the end of this year, having our private equity arm set up where you can go in and, and invest directly in companies. So let's say your company uh, wanted to raise money and, and expand 
um, from 1 million sales, let's say 10 million sales, and you need to, now I don't know how your business works, so I don't know how your inventory and things like that work, but whatever you would need funding for, we could then take some of our higher end clients and give them a vehicle to invest directly in your company. And so that's, that's the next step for us is uh, private equity. Really? That is yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, I would love to be one of the higher end clients, right? <laughs> These smaller businesses, but I, that's interesting, man. I got a contact. I need to connect you to okay. um, Lamar Tyler, right? So he's my business coach. He runs traffic sales and profit down in Atlanta, right? He's mm-hmm. open an office down there, but he, he has, man, uh, there are 150 plus businesses inside, uh, black owned businesses inside of uh, his coaching program. And there's some mm. folks doing some incredible things. It's called traffic sales and profit. Um, okay. But that that is interesting because, you know, they're running up against uh, issues with raising funds, raising capital, yep. getting loans. You know, our, our community is underserved. Uh, by yes. the banking industry, yes. um, so we got we got these businesses that could explode, but they just can't get the financing or get the capital uh, that they need to do and make these purchases. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's really interesting, um, man. Yeah, we gotta we gotta make sure that we make that contact. <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, we, definitely, because that's what we need. We need our community businesses to explode. Yes, uh, and not just for the individual to make some money, but so that we can hire ourselves and get out of this damn yes. situation yes. of unemployment in the community and yeah. poverty. Yeah. Um, so that I mean, what you're doing, brother, is like it's tremendous, man. So I, uh, I think it's underappreciated because don't know people don't really understand. Um, but I think that's 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 dope, man. And and Tyran, this is beautiful that you're bringing this info to the people because. I mean, these conversations, I, I didn't understand none of this until I got my MBA, right? Because like, <laughs> in, in the hood, who's talking about these things, right? Right. And you, yeah. you know what's crazy about that, Freddie, is that's why I decided, I don't know, I feel like it's a it's a lot that got me, you know, from the universe shifting to my granny, you know, reaching down, slapping me in the head to to want to <laughs> tell people, that, like, for real, she would always say, you know, even way before she passed that, you know, you're going to share, you're going to share with the world what you know. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, Granny, well, I don't know a damn thing, so I don't know what it could be, you know. Right. But yeah. here here recently, the only thing I could think of is, like, how I got out of, you know, financial debt. And I was able to reach financial freedom. And I know it was by hanging around people like y'all, like-minded people. So I just figured, shit, if we can all get in the room, there's at least one person that's going to benefit from what y'all are saying. So my mission yeah. is accomplished yeah. after that. Yeah, that, that was that. And I just want to take what Freddie said. Um, I mean, you're right. I mean, uh, see, here's the here's the state of black business. This is just my my assessment. I'm in Charlotte, so I don't see as many as you might in Atlanta. And you're moving in a more of a business owner circle. I'm moving more in a W two circle with my clients. But I am convinced that what's holding our businesses back. We can get the founders out, the Tyrans, the Freddies, but to get you know our companies to the next level, we got to get those that high-end talent that corporate America is paying, working for us. So if I can get, like for us, it's a blobby little. Like I'm, I've got her out of court. If I can get more. Did it go up? That, um, you know, uh, Microsoft, uh, just you name a company, uh, JP Morgan with, with Jamie Dimon. Those guys you know, take those businesses and run them to the next level. They may not start them, but they are. And, and that's what we need. When you talk about funding is getting that, that talent 
out. You know, um, yeah, and so I think that's what's next. That that's what's next in terms of getting that next level. So I, I, I like that. I didn't I didn't even think about that. But yeah, so mm-hmm. we need accelerators like like your company, mm-hmm. so that we can we can accelerate those businesses and they can you know really hire the higher end talent. Because I would love to have a team of black developers inside the business because I got some very big ideas, but right. it's expensive, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're you know, totally right. You got to be able to pay them the salary they leave them behind. Yeah, you got to be able to, yeah, hey, yeah. What, what, hey, this is what corporate's paying me. Can you at least match 85% of that with some upside? That's what you got. Yeah, that, I, I respect them. You know, they they give. Hey, I, I okay. I understand small business. Like I give you a discount, but fam, my, my, my family got to eat too now. Like you know, so I get there yeah, one time for the culture, but listen, we got this, these wealth goals. Yeah, <laughs> we we got bills too, then. So yeah, yeah. But I know. So let me let's throw Tyron. I'm, I'm probably going way off on you on this one. Man, let's just rock, man. Yeah, Maurice got me thinking here. I was just looking at a a post in my my Facebook group. Uh, uh, Clubhouse is worth a bill. They got a billion dollar valuation on Clubhouse, right? Mm -hmm. And um, apparently it's like 65, 70% black users on the platform making white, uh, you know, Silicon Valley circle. That's uh, I think the founders are out in uh, San Fran. Um, you know, billionaires like they were—they're gonna run—they're gonna run this valuation up. There's only like what was it like two million people on the platform right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you think Facebook got you know what they—they're they like I don't know what seven hundred million users or something like that. So imagine if they actually had 10, 20, 50 million users on this platform. What's the valuation gonna be? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's black people driving the popularity of the app, but we're not gonna get the benefit. We don't got the jobs. They're, they're, they're not banking in our community, so we're not going to get those funds in the community. Um, I just, I mean, I think we just, as a people, we we got to start, we got to start playing team ball, like, consciously. Yeah. Uh, if we're going to tackle this wealth gap, because it ain't doing nothing but growing. <laughs> Facts. Definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. Was Clubhouse yeah, thought about Black guy? I don't know. No. Oh, now, okay. I don't know why I thought yeah. it was. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tyrone. Yeah. I think it was. Oh, uh, because because they have they the, the icon used to be a black woman, and black people uh. are all on it. That's why. <laughs> so, uh, there is one called Cookout. That's a, okay. a black guy is behind it because of this very conversation. Like, man, why are we making them rich? Like, we can do the same thing on our platform, right? Um, so, you know, it's crazy. I had mentioned that the other day, and I'm just like. I don't know if people think that you got to start some new, but I was like, majority of these people have laid the foundation. Like, if you don't like what Facebook do, if you're a tech head, then why not come up with the competition? Or, you know, the same with Clubhouse. I mean, I'm not a tech head, but obviously we see it's a platform that we want and need, so why not we make yeah. it and support it? I mean, there are there are people out there taking those shots, right? But here we go back to, you know, the money. Like, how, how they going to get the money? You got to hire the talent. You know, we got to pay for the servers and, you know, oh, man, the networks, like the cost is astronomical. But we we, we got the money in the community because we right. spend it. But we just spend it. We're consumers. We're not producers. Right. Um, but don't like a lot of those companies utilize like crowdfunding um, situations and stuff like that? Well, you know, Silicon Valley, they they, they out there raising money. Well, yeah, they <laughs> 
they, they crowdsource it. They crowdsource it, but you ain't invited. You ain't invited. <laughs> I don't think I got money long enough anyway. So I yeah, did. man. Well, then there's that. <laughs> right. So, and I think Maurice, that that's kind of like uh, some of the stuff I want to pick your head on from a financial aspect because. I know with a lot of people that's, again, I'm from the hood, and I think, I would think majority of y'all from the hood. As a matter of fact, Fred, Fred is from Detroit, by the way, there. Oh, okay. Right. So, when you yeah, mentioned yeah. that, his ears went up, though. <laughs> yeah, did they? <laughs> it wasn't back but, in the day, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess the thing that I try, to, I try to figure out myself, because if I look at you guys, I look at myself, and I'm like, none of us had a wicked jump shot. You know what I'm saying? We right. wasn't no rappers. We wasn't any of that. So how how is it? And I know it's through our mindset and the decisions we made, but why is it more people in the inner city able to rise up kind of like we did? And, and you know, I know some have, but I'm just saying, like, how is it still a ghetto in 2021 when you got stock markets and all these other avenues to free money? So I, I guess what I'm asking is, yeah, we can get the information out, but how would a person find you, Maurice? How would they know what a financial advisor is to do for them when they're already struggling on money? Mm -hmm. I, that, that's a good question. I think that comes down to outreach. Um, I'm a part yeah. of an organization called uh, Urban Financial Services Coalition, and uh, we do outreach through a number of uh, webinars. And you know, uh, uh, earlier in the 2000s, we would actually do financial empowerment days in, in different cities. And, uh, and so it, then you have Operation Hope uh, that does things. I just think, um, but I have an actual answer. The number of black financial advisors, you know, there's a correlation between that number and the number of African-American investors because you need a personal wow. connection. So, so you can, you know, you can talk like we can come and preach for a couple of hours on this show and then I can put my webinar or my podcast out. But they need to know somebody, you know, right. that's, in that in that how these social networks grow, you get like Facebook gave you yeah. a personal invite. Then they open yeah. like you need a personal connection. Uh, I sound like a, a you know, a preacher, you know, personal, personal connection with God. You know, but you, but you do. You need somebody that you trust. You know, money is a trust based relationship. Right. And so uh, you need somebody. So I think that, you know, that's one of the main reasons our mission is to help get more people uh, in this business. Um, it's a tough business to break into. That's that's one thing. Um, the fail rate, I would say, is easily 85 to 95 percent. And um, mm -hmm. because you're out there on your own and, and uh, you, know, you can't force somebody to, to, to work with you. But right. uh, but that's the answer. I mean, no, you know, that is the answer. That's that's And we've seen this before. You know, HBCUs produce all these black doctors. Uh, you know, uh, you need a place to call home with your money to, to grow your money. And, and a VP, right? Not only doctors. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I, lo I love that whole. I mean, that was a you know, that was a, a singular moment, and I mean, that was it right there. I mean, that you can't right. like much like with Obama yeah. getting office, you that that took the the ceiling off HBCUs and what they can do for you. I mean, that's right. Definitely with her getting yeah. there. So that was, that was great. Look, look and Stacey Abrams pushing them, right? Yes. Pushing yes. Them, right? yes. yes. HBCU yes. alone. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's super dope. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Get, let's get more financial uh, advisors, but here's the thing, like, you know, I'm, I'm like in the history, right. But like historically, <laughs> you know, historically our community has been underserved in education, uh, yes. particularly math. 
Right. right. So if you're going to become a financial advisor, you got to be good with numbers. You got to love numbers. You got to be like really in it. But mm-hmm. by third grade, our children are off the course. They can't yeah. even get into the, the, the higher level financing classes if they go to college <laughs> because they don't have the mathematical foundation. We're, we're doing a um, we got a series called um, Math is the Blackest Thing Ever. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. it's like a historical study of kinetic mathematics. Right. Because we, we invented mathematics like literally it's, it's in our DNA who mm-hmm. we are, but we're not tapping into that resource. And we're doing our children a disservice because, again, by third grade, if you don't if you don't got certain math based understandings, you can't proceed to the next level. You can't go into tree. You know, you right. can't go into calc. Uh, right. And if you can't do these things, how are you going to really break down the financial uh, calculations to uh, become a financial advisor, right? Or a financial planner, certified financial planner, um, mm-hmm. or even a stock market investor, right? Like, <laughs> so I think, um, man, we are, it's like we got to do so much work on a lot of different levels. And I think it takes brothers like you, like us on this call and people that's listening to go back to the hood. Right. And we got to we got to talk to these young people and, and the parents and let them know the only way out is not a jump shot. Right. Or right. Dope. Like, right. you know, like it's really three brothers with decent minds on their shoulders, right? In their heads <laughs> that, that got out just because they're making some uh, smart choices, right? Right. Definitely. Right. Definitely, definitely. You know, that's that's been one of the things that, that like I said, I've been wanting to go. Because even when I go home sometime back to East St. Louis, it's kind of like, well, damn. Like, I see potholes in the street when that, that were potholes when I was there, you know, and I, ain't, I left at 18. Yeah. So I always say, you know, for one, it's like the government don't love us. You right. know, because East St. Louis, been a, I'm 46 and shit. It's been a ghetto since I've been born. <laughs> since <laughs> you was negative 46. <laughs> <laughs> it was a ghetto before I was born. So it's just like, yeah. <laughs> It's proven to me that they don't love us. So sometimes when I go home, that's my wife hates it, but that's what I do. I talk to people like, you know, say, man, you ever heard of investing? They go, what the hell is that? Don't put your phone out, man. You got cash up. And, and I don't to push, push that knowledge to them, but that's only a brief period. You know, that's like a yeah. four minute conversation. But I have been saying the exact same of, you know, because when I, even when I was a recruiter um, and we would get the kids to practice tests on before they take the real ASVAB, that was in, in the inner city schools. That's what broke them all off was that math. They do good in English, reading, all of that. But that math, man, kryptonite. It's killing us, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really killing us. And uh, I mean, it's something that we got to we got to we got to start thinking 100 years out. Like we, mm-hmm. we don't got no vision in the community. Right. It's like everybody. We just live in hand to mouth. And uh, we're not, nobody's planning for our future. Right. And um, I got I just got to remind everybody, the rest of the world ain't never done us no favors. <laughs> right. Ever. Right. You ever. know, like, ever. ever. My, my man, uh, John Henry Clark, one of my, he, one of my, that's my distant mentor I call the ancestors, right? Uh, but he said, one of his sayings is, uh, if black folks looking for a friend, you better look in the mirror. Because <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody ever did, done us right. And they, they not. They don't got no plans for us well in the future either. Man. So we're going to have to be that solution. And if we want to really change the future, we got to get to the children. We got to, we got yeah. to change. We got to, right? Like that's the, because they the future. So, man. It's, that's why you sound, you sound a lot like me because even me and my wife had this argument because, you know, and I kind of fell for some of the okie doke too, but, you know, when they was all oh, Trump this, Trump that, huh? 
Man, what name me a damn president that was for us before Trump? Like, yeah. was him? Come on. Man. I'm like, I'm Come tired on. of hearing all of this. And I'm, you want me to march and say what the Dr. King didn't already say? Like, nah, I yes. ain't, none of these people been for us. So I totally agree. No, no. it, it's finally, t- like, we're we almost like, we are the ancestors. You know, we are the, the yeah. future ancestors anyway. So it's like, yeah, we finally got to snatch these cats up and, you know, get them back on the right course. And, that's really why I want to talk with y'all because I know what Freddie is doing and I know what you're doing, Maurice. So, and I know what I try to do from time to time. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. I love talking like this. We, we, it, it, yeah, yeah, I'm fired up, man, because we just in the conference for three days, brother, talking about wealth building and, and, and business and all of this. But, like, one of, one of the speakers, Les Brown came and blessed us, right? And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, Les gets you ready to run through a wall, but, uh, <laughs> um, but the brother was he was saying like you our situ our community is in such dire straits. The things that we're doing here uh in our businesses and in our lives and all that, you gotta do more. We can't fail. They, they need us. Right. Like it's right. too important. Like what you right. what you're doing is so mission critical. Like so when when you feeling down and you feeling discouraged, hey man, go have your beer, go for a walk. Work out, whatever, but get get your damn head back in the game because right. you got to succeed. Like you got to succeed right. massively. This is, this is true. We need you. We need you. Right. So yeah. I love it. So it's also important to understand. I know you know this, Freddie, because I mean, your business is history. But I really think we are. There's a couple of ways to look at it, and this may be not controversial, but I'm open to 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 counter arguments, if you will. But I, I kind of count our history in terms of being able to come through the front door as I think 19, what was the second? We had the Civil Rights and the Voting Rights Act. I think those were mid 60s or early 60s. Yeah, 64. Um, yeah, so we're really 57, if my math is right, years. Yep. Um, yep. So that's two generations. So you could look at it like, okay, well, I mean, I know our economic numbers may not be great, but I think our a lot of what holds somebody back. I mean, I have, I don't know if, well, I know you guys have, I know you have kids, Tyrone. I don't know about you, Freddie, but you know. Yeah, I got you. Okay. What you, what kids see, what you see as a child, you know, we say in the 100 black man, what they see is what they'll become. You know, my daughter only knows Obama and now, um, and uh, Kamala. I mean, Kamala, and yeah. when I was a kid, we joked about a black guy being in the White House and what is going to be ghetto and whatnot. That whole <laughs> So what I'm saying is I think the, the limitations, at least from the perception, has been, you know, opened up. The ceiling has been cracked. And now what you said also, I think, Freddie or Tyron, I forget which one, about the businesses surviving. Now they need these businesses to, to, to thrive mm-hmm. and grow to then set a, set a table for them to walk into. That, that's how it's going to happen. I mean, if nobody's going to do nothing for us, then we need urban intellectuals, beer with the bed. I'm just shorthanding your, your, your business. Right. You know, yes. we need Wilson Wealth. We need, uh, you know, early accountability. We need these businesses to, to, to make it. And, and, right. and then eventually merge, merger and acquisition. <laughs> you know, like mm. we need, yeah. we need conglomerate. And we, and we have some of those. I mean, if you look at the BE 100s, we just need to have more, you know? And so, uh, mm. so I'm, 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 uh, I, I think that, uh, the, the the task is great, and so when you say uh, you can't give up, I think about that scene. If you remember back in, uh, I think it was Minister Society, uh, they go and talk to uh, the guy that played. Uh, he played in uh, the black guys in that show called The Rock, um, but he told them to survive. He said he said the hunt is on, 
and you mm. gotta survive. You go back and look that movie up. It's yeah. a powerful scene. That's mm. how I look at the it. It's on, brother. The and is you're on. And you're the prey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. And I tell my I tell my my associates, I'm like, look, man. We got to be by the book because these, you know, the regulators want to take us out. Like, they, they, they would love to find something to, to take you out. So we gotta do everything by the book and survive so that the kids and my and the kids' kids can run these businesses. So, man, so yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm I'm so glad you said that part, Maurice, because I normally just say say stuff as well too. Uh, it's it's crazy because you know you'll get other black business come in and they always want to hook up. At least the ones I experienced. And right. you just mentioned something that was like, you know, you got to do stuff by the book so much because you're being scrutinized. Yep. Like, people don't understand that. And it's like, if you don't give them a hookup, it's, oh, you ain't nothing. And, <laughs> you know what it took me to build this, though, you yes. know? Yes. You want a hookup? <laughs> yeah. hookup, all right. <laughs> it's, really dis- it's really disrespectful, right? So we got yeah. to stop normalizing that in our community to hook right. up. Like, if you if you really once we start to understand and raise our financial intelligence in our community, uh, then they'll understand that you need to pay that full boat. In fact, yep. here's a twenty percent tip right? yes. because yes. you know yes. we need your business to succeed because yes. when my teenager be t- becomes 17, 18 years old, he's gonna need a job so he can work in your company. He gonna need some internships. He gonna need to be mentored by successful people mm-hmm. in the community. Like right. we gotta feed into that. Right. And I'll say they don't be walking in those Chinese joints in our in our communities asking mm-hmm. for the hookup. You go pay the full price and they disrespect you. Don't Whoa. talk to you. Don't get no eye contact. Oh man, yeah. nasty. Oh, man. Yeah, you know. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Touch that oh. curve. Yeah, man. Hey. <laughs> hey, don't hurry up and buy now. <laughs> more, more minutes, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for your mother. I know, dude. Because it's crazy to say that, man. Because as much as I hear about East St. Louis being the hood, those same rice houses and, and beauty supply stores are still there from when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've always said that too. Like, well, we know who to support and who to mm-hmm. who to protect. But you know, when it's when it's us, we want to hook up and all that. I don't know how many people jump in our DM like, hey, you know, can I get a hookup? Uh, hook up all right. Like, man, you you understand. Hey, 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 don't stuff. jump in my DMs with that. You you might be like, hey, that, that organization is not professional. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's the beauty of even with all of this. It's like, man, I sponsor myself. You know, I don't have sponsors, so I can kind of say what the heck I want to say and how I want to say it. So yeah, they 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 get a mouthful in that DM like. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we, this is this is a good topic, right? So let, let me share this one, right? I I heard this brother say this. I think I think this is pretty dope. He was saying, man, you know, we we all these other businesses in our community and whatnot. They we boycotting when the when the Asian business owner threw the white black woman in the street and all this stuff. Like you see it on social media, right? right. Boycott the black. I mean, the Asian business in the community. They not treating us right, respectful. My man said, look, you don't boycott other businesses in your community. You just stop shopping there. If you just start shopping, <laughs> they don't leave. Right? They don't leave. Yeah. So we don't we don't use the boycott on 
white businesses or other businesses, you use the boycott on black businesses. So when when the when the grocery store opened up in the community and they selling spoiled meat, you go in there and you say, listen, brother, sister, you better get your shit together. Right. If we give you we're giving you 30 days or we're gonna run your ass out of this community. Right. right. We're not gonna have this this subpar uh businesses in here taking advantage of us. We're gonna run your ass out and we're gonna put this sister in here and we're gonna support her wholeheartedly because she's gonna do proper business. That's how the boycott is utilized. You just stop stop shopping with the rest of them. We just right. done yeah. talking to them. And uh we gotta and like when you get wronged by a black owned business, right? Because the shipping delays have happen, right. things right. get lost. Right. You give them some some grace, there give them go. a chance to right the situation. Don't you <laughs> You, again, you walk into that Asian food, they 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 give you the wrong order, they disrespectful, mm-hmm. and you come back anyway. So yep, why yep, why you acting week. differently when yeah. black people are, are the owners, right? So we we got to root this mentality out. I don't yeah. know how it's done, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think honestly, man, it's just it's it's a lot of to me, it's a lot of people who haven't owned anything, and they're mm. the ones that destroy a lot of businesses. Because mm. I know even mm. when I go into businesses, if I get bad service or whatever. As I tell my wife, I'm gonna give them three tries, you know. Uh, you know, whatever the case, just like me and my business. I messed up shipping orders before because it's my first time doing it. So in return, I was shooting with you know half off a certain percentage. But you know, I have had people going, Well, I, I didn't get this on time, so here's what I want. I'm like, damn, chief, like <laughs> why would you do me like this? You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. So I I, I totally feel that, and I think that's kind of been a big a thorn in my ass anyway, with with certain things, it, it's my own people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It ain't gonna stop me from doing anything, but if people was to ask me who has been my worst customer, I can tell you, it ain't been a, a, a white person, it ain't been a <laughs> racist cop, it ain't been, it's been somebody that looks just like me. Hell, some of them even share the same DNA as me. So, yeah. them has been yeah. the worst to me, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I, you I think some of that comes from, oh, you were saying something? I, I don't wanna interrupt. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, there's, there's, you know, so I used to live in Atlanta. I used to work with Delta Airlines, and uh, I got into a WCLK as a radio station. Now that I'm an old man, I, I listen to more of that now. But there's a brother that comes on in the morning, uh, Morris Baxter, I think, and he always says, "Hurt people, hurt people." And I think mm. a lot of the black on black mm. customer business, rela- you know, business to consumer relationship, is that you have a hurt person on the mm. consumer end. And this is their chance to lash out. This is the mm. one power structure they can push back against. That's and true. they take that liberty. Now, in terms of the people who do own something, they understand what's going on. <laughs> you know, because you know, I definitely have made mission critical mistakes with my business. Right. <laughs> you know? yes. And so, you know, it happens. Yes. Yeah. It happens. It happens. But I mean, whenever I see Amazon site go down or Facebook customers get logged out, I'm like, okay, look. If Facebook, yeah. if all the iPhone customers on Facebook get logged out on the weekend, they make mistakes too. They don't. Even, right. They don't even know what happened. So, yeah. you know, so it's just it's just what happens. And um, but uh, but I think that that changes as again as more and more of our businesses thrive, thrive, and more and more of us can take ownership. I do most of my dollars with businesses. My biggest spend uh, is definitely with a. Uh, a black owned business, uh, you know, all our food is done and they happen to be my clients. So I, I, I'm very purposeful of security systems, uh, a whole host of other things. And so I just think it's all about being intentional, uh, looking at your top 10, ex, you know, expenses and trying to make more of that uh, come from the community is one of the easiest things you can do. 
and then, you know, one thing I think you were talking about when a business me messes up, I talk to a lot of people in corporate America. Corporate America is reaching out to African-Americans in there who work for them and saying, how can we make you, how can we improve? How can we get more diversity? And one of the things that they tell their employers is you got to give us room to fail. If you're going to promote me up higher, you can't kick me down as soon as I make a mistake because I'm mm -hmm. learning. And mm -hmm. so you're doing the black business, give it room to fail. If you're yeah. trying to, you know, so, cause they're, cause this, this is probably a first generation business owner. So, right. Uh, right. Okay. so yeah, so that's just my long winded answer. I love it. No, I like that though. Yeah. I, I like, cause it, 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 I know for me that that's kind of how I think, but mm -hmm. sometimes if a person, you know, they say something to me, I instantly want to kind of go back to who I really am. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That hood dude and be like, Hey mother, but, <laughs> but, but hearing it, you know, hearing it how you just explained it, kind of give me another, a, a, another me, You know what? Let me just let me just try to let me just try to calm down a little bit more. You know, so I like that explanation. Man. I like that. Now, um, what I do want to ask now, so Maurice, uh, I know one of my friends asked me. She asked me to ask you this. Uh, let me find my goddamn answer. She said, what if she's planning on retiring in 10 years? What investment vehicle should she use to get the best on her return? And she don't mind going semi-aggressive in investments. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So that's one of those questions where, you know, uh, our regulator will listen to hear what I'm going to say. Because she, she used words like best. And in my world, we can't give you definitive answers. I can give you a categorical answer, though. So I can say, if you're trying to retire or just build wealth. One of the tools you should use is leverage. Um, you combine leverage and the power of fractional shares, uh -huh. uh, you will definitely, um, let's just say, have a, a, a really good chance of meeting your goals. And, and leverage is simple. I don't want to, it's getting, uh, doing more with your money with less of your money. So for example, you could, t you could take 10,000, Mm -hmm. and get the same benefits of investing 10000 with only $3,000 of that money. And then what happens there is, because I can get the full freight with a third of the money, I got two-thirds left. So what do I do with that two-thirds? Well, I can get some low-risk interest. I can wait for the market to fall off a cliff. I can <laughs> take an experiment on IPO. I can do private equity. So when you can do more with less of your money, then the options for your money grow. So you aren't just, it's, it's kind of like, you, we do this all the time. It's called getting a house. You, you, you pull up to a house, hey, this house is half a million. Okay, put down 100000 and it's yours. Okay, you didn't have to put down half a million. So now you've got 400000 you know, that you can do other stuff with. And mm. that's how you begin to build wealth. And that's leverage. And so if you, you bring leverage to the equation, most investors don't, then you are on the right track. Mm. Okay. Mm. I, I, I kind of dig that. I, I, okay, so... So a person like, because uh, see, let's say I can come to you and I could do 10000 but mm -hmm. let's say the next person, they couldn't. Maybe they can only do, maybe 500 is stretching it, but they can do 500 mm -hmm. it, that That's still a start, though, nevertheless. Oh, hey, man, you can do it with, literally, you can do it with $1. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wow. why I said fractional. Fractional shares have opened this game up. People don't, you know, you and I talked ahead of the show. Mm -hmm. People are still playing around with fractional share. It's to the point that if they took it away, I would go to the White House myself and protest. Like, you got to get this back out here. Like, I mean, I'm so serious. I'm like, you could take you could take a dollar and, and, and be right there with Elon Musk. Elon Musk is not is rich because, yeah, he started the company, 
but he's rich because he owns most of his money's in uh, Tesla stock. Right, right. So you can be Elon Musk. Say, hey, I'm just gonna throw all my money in Tesla stock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Tesla stock's trading for eight fifty a share right now. So yeah. if you don't have eight fifty, but you got eight dollars and fifty cents, you can buy eight dollars and fifty cents of Tesla stock. It, it's just you know, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy, man. When I got in the business, you couldn't do anything like that. You, yeah. you know, like, I mean, it's so crazy. And again. I, I learned through fractional shares here just probably last year, mostly through my kids, because I, I mm-hmm. would talk to them about investing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I would give them a few dollars because I'm thinking they're going to do what I did, go on E-Trade. Or, they didn't went on Cash App. And my son, like, I put $12 <laughs> on Tesla. And I'm like, what? $12? And, and then, like, we, he was like, yeah, my, my $12 made me $24. And I'm like, wait, what? See? So, See? That, that's See? kind of how I got on the fractional shares. And, yeah. Uh, and I see that that's things that people are doing. So that's why I was telling because even on some of these sites, you'll get a free share. You get like yep. free shares and stuff, and you can flip those free shares into yep. more, you know, money and then, you know, just grow. I, I, I give it a quick example of being just like a dope man, you know. You, <laughs> buy, you can flip and re-up. You can buy, you can flip. You know, it, it's that simple. So, again, I say all of that to say I don't understand how we got ghettos and people still <laughs> shooting people over Jordans and, it's like, you know how much money you could be making in your spare time? Oh, yeah. I mean, but, but oh. Tyrone, you just said that's, that's the, I mean, you got to make it relatable, right? Unfortunately, right. In, in the hood, right? That's, that's what we exposed to is the dope right. game, right? right? So just making that reference, it, it some, and maybe you're talking to five shorties, all five of them don't get it, but one or two of them will be like, wait a minute, fam. What? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Man, the plug is dangerous anyway. I don't yeah. want to come mess with my man. Like, I rather yeah, mess with Maurice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me mess with Maurice. He's nice and respectable, and we can make money together. Like, I, you know, so and I, so I love that, and I love the fractional. Uh, I, I've never done it. Um, I just I invest directly. I'm, I'm still a newbie. I'm with I'm with you, Tyrant. I think you're along. <laughs> Uh, than I am, but I love the fractional shares because of what you said about your children getting involved, right? Mm-hmm. And then Maurice, I know you could you could talk about this uh, time, right? So if they start investing while yeah. they're young, and you yeah. know they, by the time they thirty, they've been investing for twenty years, right? right? Those five and ten dollars get serious because let me tell yeah. you, if you had ten dollars of stock uh, in Coca Cola when it kicked off. Let me tell you something, buddy. You ain't got ten dollars no more. It's really powerful, man. It's really, yeah. it really, really is powerful. Yeah. Well, and, it, well go ahead. Sure, well, well, going to the relatable thing. I, I mean, you look at Nike. I mean, why is Nike so successful, in your opinion? Like, if you just had to, you know, I think I have the answer. Well, what do you think? Why is Nike a premier athletic apparel line? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael, Michael Jordan. Like we, yeah. we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna he put. A, yeah, he did. He did. I mean, we're gonna put a little video out. It's not gonna be the, you know, best thing in the world. But we kind of do for one minute. We talk about the Jordan effect on Nike. I think you could do that with finances. If you get one of these rappers or a number of these rappers and entertainers across the board to start pushing, hey. This is my investment account. <laughs> you know, like I mean, this is what I'm into. Not only am I wearing Nikes, I got, I got, you know, yeah. I put, I put some of my check in Nike. You should too. The kids will eat it up. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Man, I mean, that's what I've been trying to do because even with them, them, um, them, what's them, them ugly dogs, them uh, Frenchies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, yeah. Man, 
Now, don't get me wrong, they're expensive, but they're ugly as hell to me. That's just people. <laughs> but people, to me, it's only they want them because they've seen celebrities with them. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Yeah. 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 So yeah and, and our entertainers, our celebrities, you know, I, I, I hate to just say it can't all be on their shoulders, right? But. Right. Um, they are very influential in our children. So that's why I, I'm not a major fan of Rick Ross. I just like some of his music drives me crazy and it's uh it's real problematic, right? That's that's sounding like an old ass man now. But, but I'm an old ass man now, right? <laughs> I'm different now. I understand how deadly this stuff is. But you know, he's he's always talking about money and wealth and you know, buying franchises and all of this stuff, like these conversations that that community might not be exposed to normally. So mm-hmm. I, I hats off to him. And let me give a better example because uh, of Jay-Z and, and uh, Percy, right? Yeah. My man, Master oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my man, yeah. right? There. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he, he is using his platform to really, really teach and educate mm-hmm. and um, gain, give exposure to, right. to coming up businesses. So I, I hats off to that, brother. But I mean, these, our young people are being exposed to that, man. And, you know, if we can get more and more of them, I didn't even know you could invest through Cash App, bro. Right? So I learned something here. Yeah. Because I was just yeah. thinking like, man, I should I should grab some little fractional stuff and, <laughs> and stuff that I, because I want Amazon bad. I want, I want, I want Amazon bad, but I, I ain't. Get me putting up thirty two hundred dollars a share. I ain't going to <laughs> Let me say this. I not Freddie, because I've been the same. My wife shopped so much on Prime that I'm like, you know what? Because she told me to do it when it was 18. Then pandemic oh, man. Hit, the pandemic hit and he shot the three thousand. I think he went to 36. So I was really disgusted. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. I listened to yeah. something last night and the guy was talking about how Amazon is possibly going to be like the biggest pharmaceutical uh yeah. Yeah. we're going to be pushing yeah. everything out. So now I'm like. Well, shit, they, they just might grow some more, you know. So yeah. Oh no, they they going up, fam. They yeah. going up. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I am gonna start buying shares, right? But I'm trying. <laughs> I'm working. I'm working with my CPA to figure out how exactly to invest through my business because I would love to use pre-tax dollars uh, to be buying that, you know, business dollars. So, but I wanted to say this. I took advantage of, um, and it, and this is Maurice. This is a great live to you because I, I do want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, I took advantage of the mass uh, mastermind, man. I got it on my mind. I took advantage of Amazon stock through uh, the ETFs, right? So, yeah. Um, I, 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 don't, I won't even try to explain ETFs. I'll let I'll let Maurice do that. But uh, I'm in um, RTH, so I've been in RTH, man, all ever since the pandemic hit. Because I was like, man, I want to get in on this Amazon, but I can't afford that stock. So one of my sayings is like an ETF junkie. And uh, that's how I got into Amazon. Is it ETF? Yeah, that's it. Or FinX. I mean, I'm in a couple of ETFs, man. I can't even remember which one is which. But can you, can you explain ETFs, brother, real quick? Oh, yeah, definitely. So definitely. definitely. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, ETFs. But what you're basically saying is um, I look at ETFs. They're just a uh, – you can try to pick. You can look at the top 25 at the start of the year. And say, okay, I think, uh, you know, whatever team won last year, I'm going to go with them. That's the team that's going to win this year in, in college football. Um, or, or you can say, you know what, I don't, I don't really know. So let me just put a little bit of money on each one and call it a day. And the ETF allows you to put a little bit of money on each one of, on, on, on a certain group of companies. So you take retail. That's a retail ETF. So they're going to put a little money on Amazon, Ross, 
uh, you know, I guess I'm trying to think of what's publicly traded. That's a retailer, uh, I guess not Home Depot, but um, uh, Family Dollar, Dollar General, uh, you know, I'm, I'm losing Walmart, uh, companies like that. And they spread your money around uh, versus putting all your money on Amazon stock and rolling with the risk uh, because Amazon did drop from 2013 before getting up to that 3,600 uh, you're talking about. And so uh, it's a different way to access the market. Uh, and it does avoid you having to or preclude you from having to put 3200 in, you know, into that that one company. So, uh, so, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. it gets you exposure. And and they and they pay dividends. Yes. Yes. They pay and dividends. they toss dividends on it. right? Definitely. 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 Um, and so RTH, uh, RTH is it's not heavy Amazon, but I believe like 20 percent of their portfolio is Amazon. So that's how. I was able to get exposure to Amazon's rise without, like you said, putting up $3,200 a share, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're totally right. That was, that was a good way to do it. Yeah. And I mean, not to get too nerdy, but it also helps you out. Like, let's say, this is a, this is a total nerd moment here. But let's say you wanted, you wanted to sell Amazon, lock in um, a, a loss or a gain, something from a tax perspective, but maintain exposure. Because that fund has so much Amazon, they, they've got 20%. It's a way of kind of like playing games with the IRS it, it, above board, you know, so you can you can sell the stock by the ETF and still maintain exposure to Amazon. So it's a good way to, to do things like that. So, since we got him on and we got him in the zone, let's keep going here. What do you? What do you <laughs> What do you think about ARC? Oh, that. Well, and, see, uh, when you said the UCF and the thing, I'm like, that's ARC. I mean, ARC, for anybody that wants to get on Tesla and uh, some of these new yeah. biotechs, I mean, that's how ARC rode the, you know, they rode the Tesla bandwagon. They put over 10% of their primary fund in Tesla. So uh, so right now, they've got the hot hand. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you what I do with ARC. Um, I go, uh, I'm just going to pump up the, the firm we use uh, for our back office is uh I go to a place like Interactive Brokers, but you can do it on um, Yahoo Finance. I look at their holdings, right? And you can typically get their top 10 holdings. A company like ARC is going to have typically 40 to 50% of their money in those top 10 holdings. So then I just take advantage of fractional shares. I say, okay, I'm going to take this $100 God. and I'm just going to put it, I'm going to create my own ARC ETF, <laughs> you know, like... And then mm -hmm. I'm just gonna monitor art when that lady, Kathy Woods, her name, when she switches the holdings, yeah. I'm gonna change my holdings. I'm just gonna replicate what they're doing for myself, and that way I own the companies with fractional. And then that way I'll get the dividends on each one. Yeah, there's see this game is wide open now. And then I'm just gonna add it. when I when the when the internet first came out, they were like, oh man, there's gonna be this when I first came out. Well, let's say when it got popular, they were like, it's gonna be a big cultural divide like the people in the hood ain't gonna be able to get on the internet but what they didn't know was they didn't anticipate cell phones <laughs> so you know so yeah. they were thinking you couldn't go to the library and get on the internet so now you got a cell phone you got cash app and you can save the change or whatever you can invest like right now like on this call you can invest it's just like Right. When I got in the game, like they were charging nineteen ninety nine a trade, <laughs> you know, so, and and and, wow. and bragging that they could get your trade settled in sixty seconds. That was a real thing, <laughs> you know. So, wow. so I mean, yeah. Wow. So I mean, you can you can be a mad scientist now. Like so, so when I see Arc, uh, I just go straight to there. You can get their prospectus. You know, they'll give you all their holdings and their prospectus. Mm -hmm. They'll tell you how much they got in there as of a certain date. I, you just go and say, okay. 
let me just do that. <laughs> you know? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Boy, I'm a, listen, I literally I literally got my, my stock list open. I'm like, <laughs> what do you think about? <laughs> see, see, that's what I'd be wrong with. So, so Maurice, with that being said, so Fred and, and my so Fred is married to my okay. sister. Okay. So they're big, they they love to exercise, they love to run. So I sent my sister some stuff the other night because I felt like, you know, granted it's up there now, but let's just say they in the kind of that Peloton world. Mm-hmm. They like that. So I was like, well, why, that would probably be a golden uh, investment for them, even if it's just starting out, because that's kind of the world they're in. Right. So I, I and I take mm-hmm. that like so when they get into investing, should they stay around stuff they love or should they go into, you know, the other markets? I guess oh, I'm no. to definitely say. go with what you love. And because the penalty for being wrong is a lot lower now. And I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but because of fractional shares, I mean, you know, it used to be you you get that Peloton, it's like, oh man, that sounds good. Let me invest. Well, right now, I think Peloton's 150 to 160 a share. Uh, so mm-hmm. if you weren't sure about it, let's say you weren't sure about it. Take that 150 divided by 10 and put 15 in each week until you're wrong. See what I'm saying? Like why 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 why? Because see, the biggest the biggest thing in investing is getting out of your own head. Right. So you, right. You feel like you audition. Like, I got to be perfect because everybody is watching me invest. Ain't nobody watching you invest. <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't care, you. man. They don't care. Like, it's like, so you can be wrong and you can get out of it in a heartbeat. So, but you got to get going. Right. It's inertia. Object right. in motion stays. Money in motion stay in motion. So you just say, okay, Monday at 930, every time the market opened every Monday, I'm going to put one-tenth of this price in that stock. And if I'm wrong, mm. I'll either figure out what happened wrong. Like, hey, what happened with Peloton? You know, I don't know. Are they going down for a reason? I, when they signed Beyonce, they were 105 a share. Now they 150. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, just, just roll with it, you know? Um, and you'll figure it out. And you stay in your own mm. lane. So if you know Peloton and then you know some other, you know, you get Peloton, Nike, and Amazon, I got to ship it. Peloton's going to build it. Now, Peloton's vertically integrated, so they ship and do everything themselves. But I got to wear my Nikes when I work out, so I, that's that's three right there, <laughs> you know, that you can just roll with. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, man, I mean, it is just like, I just sit back and like, man, it is just way too easy to invest now. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> and that's been the whole thing when I did, I tell everybody, I didn't, I, man, I still barely even know how to invest. I was just winging it. You know, I just looked at all the, was it, tutorial mm-hmm. videos and stuff. And, and I was the same. Tesla was my first one because I loved yep. the car. I, like, I, I, I was like, oh, I'm going to go get mama a car, one of these. And, but some was just like, eh, I'll put a few dollars into it and learn to stop. So my buddy taught me, and I bought three shares yep. of that. That was my very first mm-hmm. stop, Tesla. Mm-hmm. And I got in, it was like right at 300 yep. And those those three stocks, those three, so this might as might as well say well, right at a thousand. That, you know, he went on Joe Rogan, smoked weed, <laughs> and he dropped. You know, he, he dropped to about a hundred some. <laughs> right. I didn't I didn't know the whole you know buy then resell. I mean, no, I'm sorry, sell then rebuy. I didn't know all of that, so I just stuck mm-hmm. it out. And next thing you know, like within six seven months or so, it started coming back up. Then it shot past the thousand. Then it went to three thousand. And folks, I'm like, oh, snap, we might be on something. <laughs> so I started finding Twitter and all this stuff that I felt like people love. Again, I had no clue what I was mm-hmm. doing. But I just knew I had a few. Every time I get, like, some income tax or any extra money, I just put it on that because I felt it was better than putting it into the, the bank and sit in the savings and collect right. nothing. 
you know. So man, that's so, what I, man. Look, I just opened up my uh, investment app. I was like looking at it, and I got a like an online savings yep. account. I've been moving money out of the savings account <laughs> into like other ETFs because it ain't it ain't it ain't going. It ain't going. Right. They give it like point zero 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 one percent. Like that ain't doing. I, I've been hanging around guys who who've been and they've been teaching me what kind of son of what I didn't know, and I'm seeing them take money from today four hundred dollars and within the week they got three thousand four thousand mm-hmm. you know and they they cash mm-hmm. out so I'm like damn hold wait a mm-hmm. minute now so I'm learning what I didn't know but I I even I say all that to say like I grew to almost twenty k by just winging yep. it you know I was just, I was buying mm-hmm. some but I never sold so I would yep. hold and everything that I was holding is pretty much grown now. And it's and it's man, I didn't got hell. GameStop, I thought GameStop was from the crash, you know. And, yeah, and next thing you know, they they shooting up the charts now. So I'm like, damn, yeah. okay, you know. So yeah. I guess it's like it's like the uh, it's like Vegas. I guess I'm trying to say it's a it's a it's a uh, what is that like slot machine? You know, you gambling, but you have more interest in your money in the stock market, or would you have more interest like with it just sitting? In, into a saving account. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And, and when it comes to Vegas, your odds are better because in Vegas, it's, it's all or nothing. In the market, you might just right. take a 10% hit. I mean, and uh, so you talk yeah. about Vegas, you might as well take a look at DraftKings because when that when the sports leagues open back up mm. for real, for real, you know, DraftKings is going to be in full, you know, <laughs> full hump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I see them and a lot of uh, uh, other places, they're, they're on the stock market yeah. now. They are. You know, DKNG. Yeah, yeah, I was like, damn, I I didn't even know that was a thing. But yes, yeah, a lot of them mm-hmm. over there. So, man, that's so dope, man. Well, I, I want to get these last few questions because I know y'all got stuff to do, man. Um, uh, then Maurice, I think this was for you. Uh, so I take it that this would be for your best, your business. But if I don't have the patience or the time to invest, is there any other way? And what is it? And I know you mentioned it earlier, but you know, maybe toss out a plug to where you are in your group so that maybe whoever's listening can chime in. Oh, definitely. Uh, www.wilsonwealth.com. Um, they are on to something, though. Uh, patience, time, particularly patience. Patience, persistence, and interest are what you need to be a good investor because um, you got to be patient, uh, even if it's just buying at 930 and waiting till 12 o'clock for your money, to, for your trade to be right. Uh, you got to be persistent because mm-hmm. you're going to take L's and then you got to have that interest right. to. Uh, so if you don't have that to develop a, uh, you know, a cohesive investment strategy, then yeah, hire somebody, find out what they make first, make sure you're OK with how they get paid and, um, you know, go that route. I will say, though, make sure you get somebody that can buy stocks. A lot of financial advisors can only put you in mutual funds and there's nothing wrong with that. But you need to have some uh, stock exposure. So. Uh, so, so I will okay. tell somebody all the time, it's okay to have more than one advisor. Sometimes people feel like they have to do a, a complete swap out and, uh, that's not necessarily mm-hmm. the case. You can bring in a specialist to, to manage your more adventurous, uh, investments, if you will. So, okay. So let's say, uh, like myself, Fr- Freddie has kids. They're about the same age <clears throat> almost. So if we want to talk to our kids about like retirement, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, obviously that we would. We could talk to them about it, but if we was to, they, they would need to talk to a person like yourself to get them more structured. Is that correct? Oh uh, yeah, but I mean, for parents, particularly business owners, um, I mean, just you know, uh, your kid can definitely work in your company and put them in a Roth IRA. That's gonna be my standard. I can tell you, that's that's what I'm gonna tell you the day you show up in my office. 
you know, you know, because the Roth IRA is the greatest investment account ever made. Period. So okay, so so once again, for a good person that could be listening, the Roth IRA does exactly All right, what. So the Roth IRA allows you to put. To, to, to put, let's say, $100 in, and I'm just, just going to take 100 but let's say you put 10000 in. And if it grew to a million, that entire million dollars is going to come back to you tax-free. Uh, you don't pay any taxes on that. So there is no other investment account other than the Roth 401k, which most people can't get access to, that will allow you to grow a million, two million, it could be whatever number, and not pay taxes on the growth. So, but because of that, like, you know, the IRS limits how much you can put in there. And for most people, once they get married, they really can't put money in there because they made too much. So if you can start at hey, 16, 15, 13, 14, working for your parents' company, uh, hey, you can put 100% up to 6000 of what you make uh, into that Roth IRA and just start padding that bad boy. Um, so mm, that's every year, every year. Right? six thousand every year. And gonna love this. If let's say they started it this year, as long as they made money last year, they could put money in for 2020, uh, 2020. They could put money in for last year up till the tax filing deadline for this year. So if you made six thousand mm. last year, you say, "Oh man, I, I, I like that idea." You can open up that Roth IRA right now and put money in for last year, so you can double up to make up for lost time. It, it's it's just like it's just it's just stupid crazy right. <laughs> you know? so, so you know it's just uh and it's just out there you know it's, it's low-hanging fruit uh and so people mm. can definitely now if you're a business owner just to kind of you can set up your own Roth 401k and you can put you know probably 50 something thousand in this account <laughs> a year so mm. so uh so, so for business owners out there you can definitely take advantage so uh yeah. okay i am yeah. When I said I opened my account, I just opened my Roth IRA. Like that's what I'm looking at. But but guys, so if if I just I I, I knew about you can pull it out uh, tax free. Uh, but just for the listening public, you why can you pull it out? Right? Isn't it because you're putting in post tax money or something like something yeah, like that? Yeah, good cut, good, good catch. Yeah, you're putting money in on an after tax basis. So the IRS says, all right, we're not going to tax you on the growth. So I use the old X X plus one. They'll tax you on X. They won't tax you on X plus one. So X plus one is always going to be bigger. So the tax is always going to be lower on taxes on mm. X. A lot of people, though, get really into the mm. deferring income, the 401k game. And it's not that the 401k game is wrong. It's just you're building a big tax bill uh, for, for the future. So, it, you know, it's it, it, so it's, it's a way to work with all of them. I, I'm not a person that does like absolutes in the world of investing. So. There's, there's some benefits to the 401k, a lot more benefits to the Roth, and you just find a way to massage those vehicles for what you need at any given time. So. Mm. Okay. Man, I see, I love these conversations because, I mean, this is, this is, this is where it's at, right? Like this is this is so exciting. We were, man, I was up I was up to five in the morning last night literally talking about this type of stuff uh, with our mastermind group. Cause our thing was like you, you spend your time building these businesses, right? And you're you're making all this money, but it's like, what are you doing with the money? Right. Like, right. don't just make the money and then go trick it off. Like, go make mm -hmm. the money and then turn it into wealth 
And right. then these are the types of conversations that grow well when somebody's telling you, yeah, fam, you need to open your Roth and then you can put that in because in 30 years when you retire, you can pull that money out tax free. Like yeah. what? Like yeah. that's tremendous. Like that's <laughs> that's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah. That is the difference, right? Yeah. Like, man, that because if you got to pay that 30% tax bill or 40% mm -hmm. or whatever it is, depending on how much money it is, man, that, bro, I don't know if you ever had $10 and you gave somebody <laughs> four of them, bro, but it hurt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, and, and the thing, and the thing for business owners, they have to understand your business is going to fail. That's what I think a lot of folks don't really understand. Yes. Your, your business. Yeah, there's, a, there's a life <laughs> yes, cycle to Exactly. Your there you go. There you go. Yes. So the only way for you to truly, I always tell you're only a success in business if you close with a profit and decide not to reopen it. But if you keep it open long enough, you're going to get smashed down to the ground. <laughs> you know, that, that's just gravity. Yeah. Right? You, you, Kodak anybody, Blockbuster anybody, you know, this is you know, <laughs> Kmart, whatever, uh, Blackberry, yes. you know, so so what you want to do, you need to take that money out and put it in the markets. And the only reason it's the markets and not the bank is that you're trying to outpace inflation. So as long as you can outpace 3% mm -hmm. a yeah. year, I don't care where you put it, but you can't leave it in the business because whatever assets your business got, whatever you're sitting on, other than maybe intellectual property, which has a life cycle of, of its own. It's just going to eventually mm -hmm. not be worth anything, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. so you so you yeah. got to transfer that wealth and then roll into something. You take Lehman Brothers. I mean, uh, uh, Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs was not a bank when they started, <laughs> you know. Like they they kept redeveloping that business. Um, so you have to you're going to constantly wow. have to fight that. It's like gravity, basically. You're constantly fighting it as <clears> a business. So, uh, so the market helps you to to kind yeah. of transfer that wealth and, and monetize your business in a way that keeps you and your family secure. Uh, when, when things change, man, do you, mm -hmm. I, I've been like knee deep in all of this stuff trying to get my financial and like Bob Boyce Watkins is uh, uh spoke to our group mm -hmm. too, right? I'm a big fan of Boyce, mm -hmm. that's my dude, but um, you know, we just having these types of conversations about you know really building wealth inside mm -hmm. of your family, and you got to start learning these uh concepts, right? These financial intelligent concepts, but. The, the Roth IRA was a big one for me because, again, tag, you're fighting taxes. Yep. This is tech. They, they, they taxing you to death while you're alive. They tax <laughs> you when you die, yep. when you pass your wealth on. And yep. how to avoid all of that is really the difference between mm -hmm. building wealth and then just making everybody else rich. <laughs> right. um, the, so, so that Roth game was big for me. And now I'm into um, the, uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, investment zones. Oh, empowerment. Uh, oh, yeah, there we go. Mm -hmm. Empowerment. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. What you got to have, you got to have the real estate sales uh, in order to even be able to buy something inside of these zones. But because then when they grow up in value and you sell it, say for 20 million, it's no taxes on it. <laughs> but you can't even get there if you don't if you don't start investing in real estate mm -hmm. and then have that type of income, because only certain types of income can invest in these areas. This is how they they carve us yes. out. You know, because they're they're doing the, they're 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 placing benefits on things that we're we're not even aware of, let alone involved right. in, right?
I can't even get it. I can't even get opportunity zones or empowerment zones right, and I'm trying to study. <laughs> so, so, so how somebody in the hood even go go have an opportunity to get involved in it? But uh, conversations like this, uh, you know, brothers like y'all is just what we need. Y'all got to succeed. I go back to yeah, that. And I, I love it because, again, man, I want people to hear from both of y'all, especially you, Fred, because they, you know, I know people. That Maurice, I don't know if you know, but Freddie made uh, was that Essence that Freddie made a cover of Essence. Oh man, congratulations! Uh, uh, Black Good Enterprise. Month. Yeah, Black Enterprise. Yeah, okay, Black, Black Enterprise. What yeah, month? Black Enterprise. What yeah. month? But yeah, oh, that was uh, what shit? That was last week. Okay, all right, I'll go out and get one now. Yeah. All right. Congratulations, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> not the cover. Not, not the cover. They did an article on me, brother. Like that's you can get on their site and check it out. <laughs> we ain't on the cover yet. When we crack that, when we crack that uh that that million in sales, man. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well that's why I should have said it. But I but I want people to know because I know that they'll see you post that, they'll see your article, they'll see all of that and think, you know, it was a, it was an overnight type of thing and that their business yeah. isn't doing it. So they're doing something wrong. And it's like, bro, you don't understand that that that's a process to right, right. anybody that's yeah. made it and making it, like they probably got it out the mud and built it. You know, they didn't just do it overnight. So and you know, I in addition to time, I I I, I always go, I'm a voracious reader, man. Mm-hmm. Like I read like I read like I can actually build wealth on <laughs> if I read and learn things, right? Like uh, it's it's really like the superpower, right? You can get a yep. superpower if you if you just read, right? Yep. I I buy into the concept that in if you read um, two books a month for five years on any mm-hmm. subject, you could be an mm-hmm. expert. You could be like a world-renowned mm-hmm. expert in any mm-hmm. subject uh, if if you're willing to put in the work. And I I read between. I read at least a minimum of 30 books every year, and I've been doing that for almost 20 oh, years God. now. Yeah. And fiction, nonfiction books, right? Because I'm always trying to build, I'm trying to learn in the business, right? But that's great. You've got to do your studying and your and your and your um, you know, building your your intelligence. But man, there is value in hiring experts yeah. and, yeah. and getting getting coaching and mentorship. Yeah. And that the reason my my overnight success took 20 years is because I was so resistant to getting mentors and coaches mm, mm-hmm. and and I, I was I always thought you had to do it yourself. Mm, yeah. I, I was you know I we from the hood man I, I'm, I'm just the hood I'm just a hood guy man like just got a little bit of sense and can and can put a sentence or two together right but um you always, you know what I mean? Like, man, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be the big man on the block, you gotta go do that. That's what. Right. That's just the mentality. Like, I don't need no help, fam. I got this. Like, I'm, right. I'm gonna do this, man. I could have cut ten years <laughs> off of this thing if I would have went and if I'd have met Lamar ten years ago. Lamar is yeah. actually my business coach, right? He runs the the men- mentorship program I'm in. But if I'd have met him ten years ago and got in this program, then I could, we, you know what I mean? Like, I could, right. I could be ten years and ten years ahead of the game, or maybe even further than that. Right. Um, and maybe not just him, right? Just somebody. But I was so resistant to, man, mentorship, coaching, hiring a brother like Maurice, <laughs> right? Like, well, I'm gonna pay him to show me how to invest my money. I just, I, I read. I'm, I'm intelligent. Like, I don't need that. No, nah, fam. Yes, you do. Like, yeah, there yeah. are experts out here that can really cut not only your learning curve but your earning curve. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'm gonna say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's important to invest in yourself, right. uh, invest in your education, man, and hire professionals, brothers like Maurice. And um, man, 
Man, I wish I would know. I got all this gray hair now, boy. I wish my hair was jet black. <laughs> and again, that, that's why I want to do it. See, we didn't we didn't have you know when we were coming up, all three of us, we didn't really have uh, podcasts and cell phones mm-hmm. and all this kind of yeah. YouTube and all this stuff. The schoolers, our stuff was either hit or miss. And I know with me, I invested money with people for a hit, and they gave me a miss. You know, they put a bad taste in my mouth. So now, when it was time for somebody else to say, "Hey, I can mentor you." You know, my antennas go up like, nah, I went down this road before, you know. Yeah. So, so most of us, is, is not that we probably didn't have them or stuff. It's just that, you know, we had that bitter taste in our mouth. Even me, I, I still have a bitter taste in my mouth with some people. But, you know, when Fred talked, when Maurice talked, when there's a few people that talk, I, I shut the hell up. Because <laughs> yeah. I know I had... Y'all hit I had that I had it. that disease too, brother. I ain't know how to shut the hell up. I always thought I knew the answer, right? Because <laughs> when when I, I did a funny story. So when I when I decided to go ahead and get in this in the program and you know uh, get the business coach, Crystal, the wife, she couldn't believe it. She was like, "What?" She was like, "You you're admitting that somebody know more than you about something." Like she could, she was, she was like, I don't even know what happened. Who is this person? Like, <laughs> I got, I got tired of being marginal, right? Like yeah. I want to be excellent. So, but you see what you see what happened though. You know, like you said, you got that mentor in Lamar. So then you, could, I bet you could see your growth from the time you met him to this very moment. So, oh and, man, you know, I'm, it's yeah. like that's it's what people need different. to hear. Yeah, people need yeah, to hear light years. Time. Yeah. Light years different. Brother got my mindset together. Uh, you know, taught me some techniques, some follow through, organization, systems. You know, project management, like all of the stuff. We like it's. I'm actually running a business. Now, you know I mean? like, yeah, yeah like it ain't running you. It ain't running you. Yeah. you oh, it, man. man. Yeah. That, that here we go. That's a good one, bro. Because yeah. when I ran the appraisal business, I basically owned my job. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was. Technically, it was a call appraisals by Taylor. Technically, I'm the owner, but if I went out driving the city streets of Chicago, measuring houses and taking pictures, ain't ain't no money being there. right. If I, right. you know what I mean, if I didn't get home and get on the computer and write out the report, ain't no money getting made. Yep. So I ain't have a boss. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I ain't got no damn employees. How you how you a boss with no employees? You the boss of yourself, right? <laughs> right. right. Matter of fact, yeah. I'm trying to think if, if it was my I don't know if it's somebody that was in TSP said it, maybe Les Brown said it, but they were saying if basically like if you got sick and you had to take a week or two off, and if that build if that business fold, it was like you don't have a business, that business has oh, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, for me that resonated so hard because it's like so many of us, even though we may have our own business, if we take off for two weeks, it, you might as well work in corporate America because your business gonna yeah. fold. Let me give you a, a real COVID example, mm. right? Even though we got team now, right? So it's, we got team. It's about it's about 12 of us uh, in the business now, right? Mm-hmm. I'll say about because we got some contractors that, you know, it's like on and off. Right. But my number two, my COO got COVID last month. And man, let me tell you, it, it, it was it was a real eye opening experience that yeah, we got team. Yeah, we got some systems and some processes, but it ain't good enough. And we <laughs> yeah. got to get serious. You know, like nobody in the business can be indispensable. That's what that lesson right. taught me. Like we are too dependent on yeah. him. He's mm-hmm. doing things that nobody else in the business know how to do. And it's not well documented how to get yes. it done. 
this is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Like that hot, and that was, he just literally, last week, last week, early last week, he just started getting back to work and getting better. Man, let me tell hey, we are, at, with, with the coaches, coach I play football, right? They say, when you run, all I want to see is assholes and elbows. <laughs> <laughs> just got, <laughs> so that's how, that's how we're running at this thing now to get these SOP standard operating procedures yes. written yes. out and getting yeah. everything documented. Yes. Like yes. we gotta get we gotta get serious about that. I mean, assholes and elbows, man. Yeah. We're running well, for that. Well, and you bring up a good point. <laughs> that scared the hell out of well, me. Man. Well, I mean, Michael Dell, yeah. Charles Schwab, Howard Schultz, these are all three people who had to go back to their businesses. We're talking Starbucks, Dell, and Schwab. They all had to go back because when they stepped away. The businesses started to fall off, you know. So it it it's it's something, it, yeah. and and for them it was cult of personality. But you know, it's no less at the smaller businesses, and it's just a hard doing SOPs. It's hard work because you always have to update them when something changes, and that's that's you know for me that's that's always been the problem uh, is that you got to slow down and actually update your documents for your people, and um, hmm. and so but but right. it's 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 a value. It's invaluable. So you're totally right. Totally right. Yeah, I, I like it because um, I know at every duty station, see, military life. Uh, Maurice, you was military uh, life. No, I wasn't. My dead brother was. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay, all right. <laughs> you, you like you me, bring that part up. But <laughs> the, whole, the whole family served in the military, even the wife. I, I'm just a servant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, one of the things that we had was that. We had SOPs. So it was like if I left and went to uh, from one duty station to a next, Supposedly, when I check in, we got those, you know, it's a manual, mm -hmm. and I can just pick up the binder, and I should know how to function my daily operations. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's funny, I was telling my buddy that, because I'm like, bro, we two military dudes, we don't have no SOPs. Mm -hmm. We used to have what's called, a thing. it was like, uh, when we did our pan uh, uh, planning, it's like BAMSIS, and Lord knows, really military people listen, I'm, I'm going to jack this up, but it was like, Bounce is like you begin the planning, you, you supervise the planning, you execute the plan, like all of that to your business not just your business plan, but your business. Like, what is your thirty-day goal? Your sixty-day goal? Your ninety-day goal? Mm. All of that. So we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have that, and we knew better. Mm. So to hear Fred talk about it, and and hopefully some other people that hear it, then maybe they can implement that into their business. That okay, well, we got to have some SOPs. And hey, what if you get COVID? Yeah. Uh, you know, what the hell am I? You know, it's hard enough doing my job. I can't do yeah. your job. So you know, you got to have standards in place for that. So I'm glad he even brought yeah, that that's up. Good point. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's important, man. You 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 be you running a business and you so occupied with making money and paying the bills and yeah. bucks, right? But make these bucks. I got to get these bucks, <laughs> bucks, bucks, bucks. And you're not really thinking about structure, systems, and processes. Right. Right. And uh, man, that's the key because you don't want to you don't want the job the business to own you. Like I yeah. I tell people like uh, P Diddy Diddy is my spirit animal. I don't know if y'all yeah. ever seen that. Uh, <laughs> you ever seen that video? When he talking to his team and they like as he was like, I don't want to do shit. This is why I pay y'all so I don't have to do shit. Like, <laughs> oh man, where is that? I need to yeah, find it. Yeah. Oh man, That's I mean, I'm gonna find it, man. It's like, it's like a minute or two long, man. He going, yeah. he going off. He going, he it's hilarious. I tell but you, it's so my, real. That's my shit because that's how I be. I, man, I, I, I pay too many people. 
for me to be doing this type of crap, man. No, I just want to sit back and smell the roses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Nino Brown at the mansion, huh? I done been blew up. I done been shot. I don't, don't want to do nothing. Like I just want to pay somebody who who could do this. Let's do it, cause yeah, my temper too short for half of this crap, man. Yeah, yeah. I just found it, by the way. I will, I will make sure yeah, I text man. it to y'all. Yeah, please. Yeah, that, I, I'm telling you, I, I love that one. But it's funny you say that, cause I always say like Jay Z is my spirit yeah. animal. Him and Kanye yeah. is crazy as people say, but. I'm like those guys are certified billionaires that we watch get it out the Maybe. mud. So I I wouldn't care if Kanye paint his hair purple and <laughs> have ninety breakdowns. I'm gonna listen to what he say. <laughs> he a billionaire. <laughs> but you really gotta like Kanye because I mean he he pulled off a big feat. Most guys can't produce and then have a whole mm-hmm. career. I mean you know like uh, that uh, uh, nice. that that people yeah. like some people know Kanye as a rapper. Other people know him as a producer. Like you know. That that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And then Jay Z, yeah, you know I'm with you on Jay Z because he can walk in, he can man. walk in three different rooms and be the man. So you know, so yeah, and, so, you know. and, and be the man, and be the man. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Yeah, but but either I I know we could probably talk all day, man. So I don't want to I don't want to hold y'all. I know you got stuff to do. So I, I just want to thank y'all for at least just providing some stuff and um, Maurice, because all my people when they get their uh they income tax, I'm telling them not. <laughs> Uh, they don't need it. They better be coming to holler at you hey, over hey, there. We're welcome. Uh, we're welcome. We'll treat them well. Don't worry about where you came okay. from. Worry about where we're going. <laughs> there we go. So plug, plug your spot one more time. For All me, right. Man. Wilson Wealth Management Group, www.wilsonwealth.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at that handle, Wilson Wealth, wilsonwealth.com. Awesome. And Freddie, if you don't mind, let the people know, you know who you are and where they can get your flashcards and all that from. Yeah, um, yeah. I appreciate the conversation today, man. This has been pretty exciting, and uh, hopefully somebody got something from things we've been saying. But you can catch us at uh, urbanintellectuals.com. You can catch everything um, that we're we're doing there, um, and around the around the web is uh, at Urban Intellectuals. Um, we got a five day challenge coming up, right? A Black History Challenge. Our history started before slavery. Uh, live challenges happening on Facebook, but you can uh, sign up at bit. It's absolutely free, by the way. Uh, it's bit.ly uh, forward slash before slavery. So mm. bit.ly forward slash before slavery for a free five-day challenge. It'll be me every day uh, teaching di- uh, a different technique to engage your children uh, and teaching them their our history and our culture. Right? So okay. our mantra is uh, five minutes a day keeps the miseducation away because it doesn't take a lot. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take a lot, but you gotta get started. Oh man, <laughs> okay. Maurice, if you don't if you don't follow Freddie, then please do, because Freddie he's just that. He'll go running. And now let me tell you something about Freddie, Maurice. Freddie, Freddie will lay a stink bomb on his page, and then meaning that he'll pick up a conversation and just have everybody in the comments just kicking they, you know, about to kill each other. He like peeking through the door, giggling the whole time. I'm just, okay. I don't see how they see the people. I will say, you know, Fred, he does read. He talk about his reading. He talk about his running. Uh, you know, and and if, if once you get to know him, and you know my sister, and you know his kids, you you see that it's like, shit, dude, belong in Black History book. Mm. You know, what I'm saying just off of what what he's built alone. So that's why I really wanted you two to get together because I hope this conversation goes past this this interview and. 
You know, maybe you guys can yes. text uh, Freddie, like you say, maybe get him on some TSP type action to 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 wake everybody up on the financial side. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, man, just come come to our groups and you know, I we're building we're building a, a army of parents, man, are interested in pouring into their children. So, you know, maybe even coming in that group. So we got a group on Facebook called Raising Proud Black Children. That's like really our mantra. Uh, we push in history, right? And all of that good stuff. But, you know, there's financial literacy needs to, is a conversation that we need to have. And if you could come in and talk that Robinhood investing or, you know, cash that fractional share conversation <laughs> and get these parents to understand that they can be buying these stuff for their four or five, six year olds mm -hmm. and, um, you know, investing, like you say, $5 a week. Five dollars a day, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, I, I love that. Man. I think it, we because we we got to attack the whole the whole being. We got a lot of work to do. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, what you call miseducation, I call uh, you know. I, call, I tell my kids, I'm trying to deprogram you from what you're getting out there. So uh, we on yeah. the same page. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we gonna be dangerous, brother. Yeah, let's let's yeah. let's keep this contact. Fellas, I would I would love if, if maybe sometime and I I probably get with Kimmy or uh, just check with you guys and see what your schedule is because I would love to do a a part two to it and 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 because Maurice I'm coming to see you I'm I'm go pull some money out the bank now and I'm, I'm coming to see you so maybe maybe on the next one you you can walk us through and I say us being me and whoever's mm -hmm. listening walk us through maybe uh, the first time or two of investing you know maybe what to look for what what not to look for because matter of fact if I could say this. I know we spoke earlier about Clubhouse. So what if people got in on Clubhouse early and learned how to invest, like just off of that one alone? Because I feel that's going to blow up. So yeah. would that be a good thing to walk people through? Or how, how you feel about Definitely. That? I mean, I can do that. We can do the Airbnb recent IPO and DoorDash. I mean, we could talk about, you know, how to take advantage. If you can't get in on the IPO, get in on the first day it's traded and kind of how to play that out. Uh, that's, that's definitely something we can talk about mm -hmm. that. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll I, I definitely check with y'all's schedule, man, and see, because I, I think that's one that if we can do, I believe by April, May, even by summer, you'll see the fruits of your labor, you know, of the seeds that you planted. And now these people know how to invest and turn five dollars into twenty five. And I think we've done our part at that. Yeah. Point. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, I got my start in the business by meeting a gentleman in Atlanta up in Duluth. Uh, he spoke at my parents church in, in South Carolina and I was still working at Delta Airlines. But, he, you know, he was from Atlanta. So I drove up, he, he sat me down at his home office and talked to me and that's literally what lit the fire. I was thinking about it and then when I talked to him, seeing him run his own business is how I got in. So those seeds are real. Come on. I mean, they're real, real, real stuff. So Yeah, I, I, I know it is because it's, you know, I'm living proof of it, but the fact that I'm retired and I'm, I'm like, bro, retirement is so addictive that I want everybody to taste it before they die. You know? so I've been trying to just push as much as I can. Like if, if, if right now, because I know I'm on some of it, but like my sister and my brother-in-law, they can get uh, taught on how to maybe through investing, get their kids a you know college or retirement mm -hmm. fund. Well, shit, maybe now I got somebody I can go on a trip with because they ain't got to work so hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is all selfish. You got to be good. I'm tired of being lonely. It's only so much. I, I'm starting to talk to myself so much. I, I sound crazy. Man. So, <laughs> like if I could just get, get you know, some of my friends and family members to kind of just enjoy, take some of that financial burden off themselves because, again, through my stuff, 
I learned and I done through my tax return money. It wasn't never really through any of my physical mm -hmm. money. It was through tax return. Mm -hmm. My uh, tax return guy, he'd get us back a good portion. So instead of blowing it, I would take half of that. You know, me and my wife, we would get a year's trip in or some, you know, some for our fucking stress and time. But the rest, instead of putting it in the bank, I just started learning to invest it. And the next thing you know, it, it went on. once I started seeing it grow, I was like, oh, shit, nah, <laughs> I'm over something. You know, so... Yeah, I, I definitely want to get the hood on, on that type of action, man, and hopefully keep them out of the, uh, you know, the routes for the drip, the jails, because yeah, we came up in that. It ain't no way we still had generations doing what the hell we That's did. True. So That's true. Exactly. Either way, but exactly. I do appreciate y'all time, man. You're going to get back with the family and everything, and thank y'all oh, so man, much. Thanks for putting this together. I definitely appreciate it meeting you, Freddie, and Tyran, thank you again for leading it. And um, okay. next time, I, yeah, count me in. Okay. Well, matter of fact, yeah. you, you got your podcast. Plug that. Oh, too, okay. Bro. Yeah. Um, I got uh, the firm's podcast is the Wilson Wealth Show. Uh, you can find us on Apple mm -hmm. Podcasts, and then I have my uh, my kind of one on one, uh, the Wealth Equation, and that's also on Apple Podcasts and all the other podcast outlets. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Fred, Freddie, you don't have a podcast, but I know you go live a lot. So you want to push anybody to your to your page, anything? Uh, yeah, I'm, you got me fired up, man. I just checked this app out, so I'm probably going to have a podcast. I do a lot of, I do a lot of jaw jacking anyway, but, hey, that, that, uh, yeah. That's what I've been, now, let me say this before, because I've been, see, uh, Maurice Freddie goes live a Yeah, lot. you told me. So I just met him <laughs> sister the other day. You know, he go live, he go on Clubhouse, I'm just like, it's, that's essentially a podcast, so you should have some on Podbeam, and now you, now you can hit everything, so I definitely support the podcast thing, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. So, but y'all want to? If anybody want to join on Facebook, I got a Facebook group that I call Nimble Fifty Two. Uh, Nimble's an acronym, and it means networking, informing, and motivating Black leaders and entrepreneurs. Fifty two mm -hmm. weeks out of the year, oh, okay. so that that's gonna end up being the the uh, podcast, right? But I'm, I'm really just growing that community right nice. now, and I just share I share what's going on in the business. You know, you kind of get a behind the scenes look and. You know what we're going, what we're going through, what we got going on, and you know, hopefully, uh, tracking this money as we uh, <laughs> as we rake it in. <laughs> hey, well, I, can't, I, I can't wait to do it again, man. Because I, like I say, I, I think when Maurice dig deeper into our head, Freddie, we we gonna both, you know, we gonna blow our socks off because we're gonna be like, man, we could have been making all this this whole dang on time. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, Maurice, I'm coming. I'm going to go pour some money out, and I'm coming right, to see you. Hey, so hey I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> okay. I'm real talk. So, but I thank y'all, man. I'm going to go and close this thing out, and um, I appreciate everything y'all right, done. Same here. Same here. You guys have a great week. All right. Yes, y'all do now. Stay safe Definitely. out there. Definitely. All right. Bye. All right. Let's close this thing out. I'm running all the boards by myself today. They're good people. But uh, what I wanted to say was I, I definitely appreciate those guys again. But <clears throat> I just want to be able to offer something of a mindset change from a lot of people. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that we need, uh, especially in the community where I'm from, uh, which is the inner city, East St. Louis, Illinois. I feel that we need a mindset change because there's a lot of great information out here. We just don't know where to find it mostly. But through Google, YouTube, shows like this and other people dropping gems, I really feel that we'll be good. So with that being said, y'all know what we do over here at uh, Life Behind the Beard. You know, keep your head up, keep your bread up, keep your prayers up. And I want to thank all y'all for listening to Beard Talk with a Vet. 
We're going to drop some more gems on y'all ASAP. Trust me on that. All right? Be easy now.